me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. This is Simon Provan. Welcome back inside the studio for another exciting edition of Two Up Front. Simon and I have a great show in store for you today. So many exciting things happening, some exciting guests, exciting topics. I get to make fun of Simon and his predictions from last year's MLS season. He gets to make fun of me a little bit as well. And we get to do it all over again as we get to predict the upcoming top six teams in Major League Soccer as well. Later on in the show, uh, we'll be joined by Fox Sports' Rob Stone as well. And in just a little bit, we'll be joined by the Milwaukee Torrents' very own Andy Davi as well. But we'll get to all that in just a moment. But before we do, we want to take a minute to remind all of you that if you enjoy listening to Two Up Front, that you can find us on Sports Radio America on Fridays from 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time by going to sportsradioamerica.com or going to tunein.com and searching for Sports Radio America or downloading the TuneIn app and doing the same thing that way. You can also catch the show live here on Spreaker.com on Wednesdays from 1 to 2.15, 2.30 p.m. Central Time, depending on if Simon's got bigger and better, you know, acting things or whatever like you had to ditch us for last week. <laughs> we don't hold it against you. No, uh, you can do that or you can find us on demand on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and on Spreaker.com as well. We're also on Facebook, 2UpFront. We're on Twitter, at 2UpFrontSoccer. We've got our own Twitter handles as well at Baxter Colburn at Simon Provan. Are you sure? It's <laughs> <laughs> the great part about doing Twitter handles that are the, you know your name is. It's hard to forget your own Twitter handles. Like if you forget your name, then maybe you'll have a problem. I with just that, when, when I'm saying the Twitter handles, though, I feel like I'm you know from the redundancy department of redundancy. You know, uh, apparently yeah. it's like I'm Baxter Colburn. My Twitter handle is Baxter Colburn. Right, I understand right. that. Yes, and if you ever want to get more information about the show, you can also go visit our website as well. By going to, it's a little long, but it's it's fairly simple to follow along. Speaking of the Redundancy Academy here, it's <laughs> twoupfrontsoccer.wix.com slash twoupfrontsoccer. Go and check that out. You can see about upcoming shows that we have, uh, upcoming schedules, if you want to catch previous episodes or specific interviews as well. So uh, you can go and listen back to our show, our show that we did with Peter Wilt and our, inv- our interview with Peter Wilt as well from the Chicago NASL team. You'll be able to hear the interview that we did with Andy, that we're going to be doing with Andy Davi and with Rob Stone as well today. Uh, so lots of different things that you can do to, to interact with the show. If you ever want to get at us as well during the show, you can find us on Twitter, as Simon mentioned, at 2 Soccer. So we are excited. Uh, big show, full show for you today, and uh, we need to get right to it. And then welcome in a good friend of the show, the Milwaukee Torrents' very own Andy Davi. Andy, welcome to the show, sir. 
Thank you for having me again. You're very welcome. Now, it's been a couple months since we've had you on the show, Andy, and a lot has happened. Uh, last time we talked, the Milwaukee Torrent was more than an idea, but it was not nearly to the point that it is now. So can you kind of catch us up to speed of what's all been going on? Well, I think the last time we had uh, you had me in, we were at the Highbury. Mm. That's right, yeah. And yep. uh, we were still talking about the ESL2. That's right. So we obviously made the switch to the NPSL. <clears throat> what was a, a longer process, but at the end, um, for the for the torrent, for the town, for the soccer community, obviously a better league, mm. well-known league with more than 80 teams, um, just in the Midwest, three divisions. Um, we can play as a professional team that we are in the Midwest. We're going to play a, a, a provisional season so far because some of the teams came in later. Some teams in the Midwest and the Central Division left, and um, but it's all good. Um, there will be a reshuffle next year in in the divisions, and we're going to have uh, seven teams in the in the Central Division. And yeah, we're happy that we're finally in the NPSL, and um, go and develop everything from there. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting too, as you mentioned, you've got. Uh uh, provisional season you're playing here. Uh, looking at your schedule, you guys kick things off April 23rd against uh, Marquette University, and then you take on uh, Uni University of Wisconsin-Green Bay as well, April 30th. So two fairly well-known names in the soccer community in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, why did you guys choose to go with uh, two college teams for your first games? Well, I think it was, for me, it was important that um, we see the step between college soccer and then to pro soccer. Mm. Um and um, obviously with the, with the connection that I have through the years, through the colleges, um, I just asked them. And we also wanted to do different games in the communities. We didn't sure. want to play all the games at E-Line. We wanted to go down to Milwaukee. We're still trying to have a game at MSOE. Um, we're going to have games at German, uh, in Germantown. And, um, yeah, I'm happy that we play those against those college teams. Um, the the schedule for many majors teams is already full, so uh, we made the decision that we play those college teams mm. instead of, of just major teams. And that's fantastic. Now, the last time that we talked, uh, you only had uh, two players that we knew of. You knew of we had, knew of James Weber and we knew of Ian Bennett, and now it seems like every other day you guys are announcing a new player. Um, I don't expect you, you to shoot everybody's name off on the top of the air, but can you highlight at least maybe some names that the Milwaukee area might, might know a little bit more? Well, we have Stuart Grable. Tony and uh, AJ Patterson on the team. Uh, Matt Isol oh, is yeah. on the team. Uh, Dustin Ashley, UWM standout defender. Mm -hmm. um, Luke Goodnet is on the team. Bojan Jovicic is on the team. Um, we have a we have a roster of 19 players now, and we're going to work with those 19 players. You are okay. Yes. Okay. And what is the what is your ideal end game goal that you're looking for, though, if you had to pick for the amount of players you'd like on a roster? Because I think it's supposed to be 23, I think, is eventually what it is. Well, I, I could register 26. Oh, you could. Okay. Um, but, um, you know, there's always things can happen. Um, I do, as of right now, I do not plan to put any other players on the roster. Okay. Because I want to work with those 19 players sure. that I have. Mm -hmm. They know the schedule. They're committed. They will be there. I hope we don't have any, any injuries, but there's always, always players in my head uh, – if I have to add somebody that I can add. And you mean you can always call Simon. I can call well. Simon. <laughs> yeah, Simon off the bench. He's, he's very good. You know. Always good for 10-15 minutes. Exactly. Right? Right. Short right. little bursts yes. if you yes. need him. Yes. I'll so. do my one sprint and then I'll be asking, all right, yeah, take Coach, care. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Sub. As long as you score. Exactly. Okay. All right. He's the wonder sub. You know, he's the Alan Gordon of the Milwaukee <laughs> Torrent. 
Well, that's fantastic. Well, it, it looks like as just looking through your roster, looking through everything, not only just as your team as a whole is coming together um, on the field, but off the field, uh, it seems that promotions, it seems that sponsors, it seems like you're really starting to put everything together and look like, I, I mean, I don't not that you weren't a real soccer team, but you're looking like a real established organization now. And I think that speaks volumes, not only of the work that you put into everything, but it seems like the community has been fairly excited about it as well and you've already you were telling us a little off the air as well that you've already started selling season ticket packages as well and you have some good news kind of about that don't you yeah we have um so first i mean remember when you guys had me in first there was a reason why i announced this one year before we could actually play because i knew it's a long way i mean the sponsors that we have um it's a group of 12 companies bigger companies Mm -hmm. um that are that are supporting the tournament. They all have uh, signed up for two years, wow, so okay. that we do not have to worry about every year finding new new sponsors. Now I'm actually at this point where companies come to us, mm. and this is something that and that's, that's what you want. That's what you want. That's a good problem to have. Um, we just started. Um, not even I think I started Friday with season packages to sell. Okay. Um, we have a limited number of 50. We have only four left, but then also the normal season tickets go out. We're almost already at a hundred. Um, we have time to sell those season tickets. The deadline is May fifteenth. Okay. Um, and um, we wanted, we just wanted to also have the opportunity to play some games before the deadline runs out. That people really get excited about it. That they see, okay, this is really going to happen. Because I think that was for the for most of the people at the beginning when I announced this mm. that they said, yeah, okay, is this really going to happen? He announced this already a year before. What's going to happen? And then. You signed the first player. Oh, that's interesting. You announce a league. <laughs> doesn't matter which league it is. Then you announce a sponsor, uh, the, uh, the different sponsors. And now that the schedule is out, now I think it really is going to pick up. I think we just got in the last two months almost almost like six, 700 new likes on Facebook. Wow. Okay. Nice. Um, that's fantastic. And yeah, it's just... I, I, told, I, I said this to you before. I, I knew it would work, but it has. you need the time to mm-hmm, do this. Exactly. And, um, the support is there. We obviously wish there would be much more support from the public, but we had yesterday for the first time a meeting with the uh, Milwaukee Barons. It was mm. a great meeting. Um, they they support as good as we can, and yeah, everything so far is is all set. We could actually play starting playing already next week. And of wow. course, of course, you have your own founding uh, supporters group, the Flood, as the well. Flood, yeah. You know, and that's not unusual. We see like in Columbus, there's four or five different supporters groups, but they all get together during the game, sit in the same section in the uh, Nordec. Uh, I imagine we'll end up seeing that at Torrent Games. Um, and and I'd, like to, I'd like to really clarify that this is professional outdoor soccer. All the players you have on the roster are getting paid. Um, you'll have some big news yeah. coming very so soon about very this soon, professional yeah. tag. Yeah, so uh, we're going to have tonight, um, our players will going to s- t- uh, sign tonight the contracts with USSF. Okay. That means they will be registered with the USSF as a professional soccer player so that nobody can say this is not professional soccer. It is. They're paid. They have unemployment insurance, everything what you need for mm. it. And, um, yeah, that was important to me because I do not want that anybody says uh, um, I'm not better like some amateur teams who pay the players under the mm-hmm. table because uh, we are. We are a professional organization. Uh, we do everything the right way, the legal way. And uh, yeah, in 
support with U.S. soccer and the NPSL. Which is fantastic, and that kind of moves on to it as well, because last time we talked, you had said you were going to be a part of the American Soccer League, too, and now, just as of a couple of weeks ago, you are now a part of the NPSL, which is fantastic, and I was wondering if you could elaborate just a little bit about what it, the NPSL, for those that maybe don't know about it. Well, so the N- NPSL stands for the National Premier Soccer League. Um, I think the league started in 2005. Uh, it's a nationwide league with four big regions. Mm-hmm. Um, each region has at least um, two divisions. We have in the Midwest uh, three divisions. There's now the Central Division and there's the Great Lakes West, where are teams from uh, Michigan in and one team from Ohio. And then there's the Great Lakes, e- uh, Great Lakes East that goes all the way to Buffalo. Mm. Mm. Um, the, the league, the league is, is basically they started as an under-23 league. Um, so when uh, when I was running this league with with another Milwaukee club, we used this as a um, typical with, with college kids in the summer that they have to do something in the summer. Mm. But um, the league obviously um, they they also look to get bigger. I think they're right now eighty six teams in the whole country. What is the biggest league in America? Yep. Um, and from an advertising from a marketing point, it's it's just um, it's just goals that we're in, in, in this league and um, there are always plans for expansions how do you make this league bigger what is the goal of, of this league I know there's obviously talks about being involved with the NASL mm-hmm. um, does the NPSL can the NPSL go year round those are all the things that we are looking for mm-hmm. and that makes it for us easier to be involved with this absolutely and that's the thing too about soccer year round and that's always the big thing it's like well how can we play soccer year round and it's hard because in the Midwest and the East Coast it's, it's hard I mean unless you have yeah. an, a nice indoor or stadium or whatever it's hard to play the year round or if you have the travel budget to say hey we're going to go to Florida for the weekend <laughs> we're going to yeah. go to California or Texas but it's the fact though is if you build up enough support you build up enough backing people are going to be more than willing to do what they have to exactly. to make you know potentially exactly. a year round league happen especially with so many teams which is fantastic I mean looking at the map as I am right now and seeing where all the teams are it's you know basically from you know Minnesota east is just filled with teams and obviously there's that great gap in the middle of the country know, because yeah. nothing exists in the middle of the country in Montana and all that stuff but and then California comes in with obviously their whole host of teams so it's just it's great to see though that soccer continues to grow and I know folks are saying well we should focus on building major league soccer we should focus on building you know the NASL the USL but really though in communities like Milwaukee and communities all across the nation having something like what the NPSL does that really is a good test though to find out if a bigger market and a bigger team can exist. And I think you're starting to kind of find that out a little bit too, right? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, the, the, the main goal cannot be to stay in the NPSL. Of course, mm-hmm. you want to de- develop something higher, but um, you have to make uh, step-by-step, uh, mm. baby steps, like I said at the beginning. And uh, we need to establish the torrent. Mm-hmm. We need to have a fan base. And um, and then we we go from there. Obviously, there's a big amount of money that you need. Um, like I said, I run this as of right now as a homegrown program mm-hmm. with players from Wisconsin. We have great players in Wisconsin. I want that our kids have something to look up, and then we go from there. And the first is um, just to establish, have a great first season, and with 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 a great season, with great soccer, the, the success and the support will come. Mm. Changing. Topics just a little bit, still staying on the torrent, of course. You do have your community foundation. Yes. And talking about kids and, yeah. and wanting kids to be at the games, but also reaching out to them. I'm wondering if you could let the community that doesn't know much about your com- community foundation, you know, shed some light on what that's all about. So what what we're going to do is um, the community condi- uh, foundation will run year-old soccer camps um, for kids who cannot afford the hmm. game of soccer. 
Okay. Um, so we are um, currently in in the process of of raising money for those camps. Um, I am in touch with uh, recreation, recreational programs. I uh, have already an agreement with one school um, where we do uh, camps for the kids. And I, my personal goal is that we invite to specific camps, we invite coaches from uh, different clubs and that they would give out scholarships. So the goal is that, like I said, year-round soccer, kids who cannot afford the sport of soccer or cannot afford mm. to be in, in a club because we all know it unfortunately is, it is expensive it to is. be a part yeah. of a club and um, just giving them the education give them inspire them to uh, um, to become a soccer player and um, just have fun with those kids and give them something some new kind of education and something to look forward to and maybe maybe like I said inspire them to be or to become a soccer player mm. Great. And that's, uh, you can find information on that on the Milwaukee Torrents uh, webpage, milwaukeetorrent.com. Click on foundation. People can donate on that page as well to they help can, with the foundation. Yes, can donate on the, on the, on the page. But our first goal is now for the, for the camp that I have every year with Bayer Leverkusen, we're going to give out 75 scholarships wow, to okay. this camp. So, um, that w- will be, will be just great. And, um, yeah, I hope I'm going to get support also for this from the, from the community because it, it's a good thing. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Well, I mean, it's obvious that you are definitely miles ahead of where you were the last time we talked. I know it's only yeah. been, it's, a, it's almost been a year. It's been, well, it's been a little under a year since we've last had you on for a while. And it's just fantastic to see the growth. And it's obvious that this is something that the people in the Milwaukee area want. And, you know, they'd be almost kind of be foolish not to be a part of it because... Look, it's going to happen regardless if they yeah. want it to or not. Exactly. And why would if people love soccer as much as they claim to in the great state of Wisconsin? I mean, even for me being from Florida, coming back to Wisconsin, it's obvious that people love soccer in Wisconsin. So this is something that, from an outsider looking in, you know, it's growing. You know, why would you not want to be a part of it? You know, I'm, I'm excited to come out in some of these games. I know Simon's excited to get out to Absolutely. them as well. And we're just, I think this whole se- this whole upcoming season. I and I understand it's a you know provisional season. It's you know the working out the bugs and the kinks, and I understand that, but. From everything that I've seen from what you're doing with the organization, it looks like people are going to be there going, wait, this is the first season? Like, it's it's going to feel like you guys have been around, I'm sure, for much more than just, you know, a year or two. And much, I think that speaks to your level of dedication to this club, which is which is obvious and fantastic and very commendable, obviously. Thank you. Yeah, it's, um, like I said, one year ago, I, it takes time to do it the right way, and people who know me know that I am the German way. It has to be <laughs> organized. It has yes. to be... Um, perfectionist and um, yeah people want they deserve the quality um, and that's what I'm looking for because mm. without without 100% dedication you won't reach what you mm. want to reach absolutely well another great thing about this is looking at your roster you've got a lot of hometown kids on this on this club I know they're men but you know yeah I'm yes. almost 40, so I get to say kids now. <laughs> they could be your kids, Simon. <laughs> that's right. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, it, you know, there's there's a lot of players on this team that are that are from the area. And quite frankly, you'll have people who say, well, I just I, I wish the torrent was in, you know, was in the USL or NASL. Got to be realistic. First of all, those cost a heck of a lot more money. Exactly. You, you, both of those, it's going to be announced soon from U.S. soccer that you need to have an actual I don't want to say actual stadium because he'd be playing in a stadium over at Elon Park. Correct. Um, but the but capacity the, of the stadium will go up. Right, the minimum right. standards will they will raise the minimum standards. And the fact of the matter is, if if people want a team, if they want to see the torrent get into a higher league, the support needs to be there because that's one of the first thing the first things exactly. these leagues look at is well, what's the support of the local professional team that's yes. there, no mm-hmm. matter the level. Yeah. So. 
people. Get out there. Support the torrent. Yeah. And that's, to what the I, games. that's what I said in one of our first interviews, and I said this to everybody. If you if you identify with, with the Milwaukee torrent and you want to go to a soccer game, you want to drink your beer, you want to eat your bread, you want to stand, stand and chant for the team, it doesn't matter which league it is at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's Exactly. I mean, you're not a fan of a, of a club because of the league. Right. Mm. Yes. Yes. That's true. That's so 100% true. You're a fan of a club because it's your hometown. Uh, it's what you support, what you want. Yep. So you're not a fan of the NASL or the USL. You're a fan of the club. And yeah, if you, can, if you have this identification with the Milwaukee Torrent, um, with a guy who is loyal to the town, with a guy who counts on, uh, on the local players who wants to do something for the kids, mm. come out, support us. Exactly, yeah, and I think that's a great part about it, too, is down in the city that I'm from in Florida, we have um, a team called the uh, Southwest Florida Adrenaline, um, which is just a PDL team, and is one of those teams that um, you get a chance to see what it's like to have uh, an opportunity to have you know young teams and you said it's not always about the team that you support and it's not about the league that you support it's about the team that you support and this is a very small you know team they play at a local high school but fans still come out they still support it because they support the team and they support the growth of these young college guys and it's a a few levels obviously the PDL is different than what the NPSL is but it was still exciting though when you know oh we're having a soccer team come to you know to my my small town down in Florida so it's like you said, if people support the team, it doesn't matter Correct. if they play, you know, in the in Europe or if they play, you know, in you know the PDL kind of a thing, which is Correct. fantastic. Yeah. Well, right. and, and just one more thing along with that, the great thing about starting in a league like the NPSL, Andy doesn't have to charge an arm and a leg for tickets. Exactly. You know, oh. Me and my family of four can go to a game and walk away, having had some hot dogs and whatever else, and not yeah. feel like that we now got to take out a home equity loan. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. I have to sell one of your daughters. That way you can go right. to the game. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was really important to me that we can make it affordable to everybody. Mm. Um, and this is why I said we don't want to depend on, on entrance money at our budget because I just want that people come. So um, the, the ticket prices will be, it will be $8 for an adult and $4 for a kid. The season tickets is – so season ticket include five games. And you pay for four games and you get one game for free. Oh, that's a good deal. I mean, so got me sold. Nobody can, you can really not complain about this. There were some people who asked me, why is this so cheap? <laughs> mm. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. If you came out the well, gate and said, hey, it's you know $50 for an adult yeah, and 40 people I would mean, be like, are you crazy? I like, mean, I want, I want that you come to every game. I just don't want that you can afford only to go to one game. Exactly. Because it's with a family of, like you said, Simon, I don't want that you have to spend $150 for a game. Right. Mm, I right. want that you really come, that you maybe buy a scarf or a hat or whatever um, and just have fun and say, you know what, it was worth the money. I come next week again. Yeah. Right. Yep. Exactly. Right. And as you mentioned, uh, opening day, just a few short weeks away, April 23rd against Marquette University at Valley Field. 7 p.m., go there, support the Torrent, support Milwaukee soccer as, as a whole. I mean, yes, it's Marquette. It's a, it's a game you obviously want to support the Torrent, but it's two Milwaukee teams getting yes. together and playing the beautiful game from an American perspective, as we <laughs> like to say here on Tube Front. Well, Andy Davi, thank you so much for joining us on the program today, sir. We appreciate your time. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. All right, we are going to go to a break. When we come back, Simon and I are going to reveal who we think the top six teams in each conference will be in Major League Soccer this year. Simon and I are going to even take a travel back in time to see who we thought last year's best teams were going to be, and we'll have a few laughs along the way as well. You're listening to Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America.
Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. And this is Simon Provan. Just had the opportunity to speak with Milwaukee Torrance owner and head coach Andy Davi, getting to hear a little bit more about everything that's happening with the Milwaukee Torrent this season and their opening game just a few weeks away. It's kind of crazy. It was a, felt like a year or two ago almost that we talked saying, oh, yeah, here's the idea, here's what I'm thinking about doing, and now we're just a few short weeks away from opening kick. Yeah. Which is fantastic. It is fan. It's exciting. Exciting. It's exciting to. Uh, I'm so excited. I can't even say the word exciting. <laughs> <laughs> but it's exciting to have professional soccer mm-hmm. in Milwaukee again. It is. It professional absolutely outdoor is. soccer. Professional outdoor soccer in Milwaukee again. It's been. It's. I. I wasn't. I don't know if I was around. You were not. Uh, the Rampage Milwaukee Rampage was the last professional outdoor team here. Yep. That was. I they, don't think I was even alive yet. Yeah. Then they. They folded the year after they won the uh, old A-League championship, hmm. or USL division, first division, whatever it was called at that point. Talk about celebrating too hard, I guess. It's like, yeah. we won, and we're done. That's like, okay. The problem with the Rampage is they were moving all over the place. Ah, that'll do uh, it. And so it was, it was getting to be harder and harder to follow them. I'm pleased to say that my uh, brother that's closest in age to me was part of that championship team. That's that, right, yep. But, uh, but yeah, they, they folded a year after winning it all. Hmm, interesting. All right, well, Simon, speaking of professional soccer, speaking of opening kick, Major League Soccer, just a few short days away from kicking off. I'm excited about it. I've got my Revolution jacket on. I have my Taylor Twelman Revolution jersey on. I am full MLS everything right now. I'm very excited. I, I am I am as well. You know, I don't think I told you this, Baxter. When I was at MLS Cup, there was an awesome Timbers fan there, Timbers supporter, oh, part okay. of the Timbers army that uh, I was hanging out with. Her and a couple other buddies and you know, it was just it was a it was really cool to first of all be a loner there and sure. then all of a sudden you walk into the Timbers Army tailgate and, and everyone's like, Hey, hey! Yeah, right. Yeah. Well that, on top of all of that, they gifted me with an official Timbers Army scarf. Did they? Yeah. Wow. So you, okay. you bet I'll be wearing that Sunday. Oh, I, I would hope so. Yeah, and I, I'm a little, I'm a little upset because the Revolution play the Houston Dynamo, and we'll get to the our predictions a little bit later on in the show. Uh, I think at like two o'clock on Sunday. And I have another broadcast at two o'clock. Of course on you Sunday. do. I was of like, course of course I do. So if, if it makes you feel any better, I'm I'm coaching futsal at the time the Timbers are playing are you okay? on, uh, on ESPN. So I'll be I'll be DVRing the game. Let's at say, least. That's a great part about MLS Live and all those other services too. Yeah. Is you can go back and watch it and stuff as well. So because yeah, I, I won't be able to watch the game live. And I'm, part of me is torn. It's like well, I want to know what's happening in live time, but part of me is like, well, maybe if I just you know hang out for a few hours and then I'll just go back and watch the game myself and react live to it as, it, if, as it happens. And of course it gets more and more difficult these days to avoid the scores especially with the league growing and exactly. showing up, now showing up on tickers. Exactly. It's, it's, it's hard <laughs> but... Uh, just as a, as, a, as a quick side note when the US played Ghana in the World Cup this last time around okay. I had a work meeting. I was job training I was working at Lambeau Field for the summer and I had a work meeting training whatever it was like mandatory you had to be there or you didn't get the job and I'm like well I need this job for the summer and they're like it's the same time as the US men's national team game and I'm like oh gosh and at the time I'm like I'm, I was an editor of two different soccer sites I was doing all this other stuff I'm like I can't not know but I'm like I don't want to know I right, want to go home right. I want to see it happen. So I literally went through my phone and deleted every single app off my phone that would even, <laughs> I could even fathom a possibility of, you know, anything happening. And I texted my friends. I texted my grandparents, my, my wife. I said, do not tell me. I'm right. like, I want to f- see it, figure it out when I get home. And my grandparents, because I was staying with them for the summer, watched the entire game, of course, while I was gone. And I came home and they're both just smiling at me. They're like, are you going to watch the game? I was like, just stop. <laughs> stop. I just, I, I want to watch. I know what's good. I'm like, I, I had an inkling based off of their, their body language when I came home. And I'm like, just, just let me see it. And 
it was much better being able to see Clint Dempsey's goal, you know, like 30 seconds into the game, yeah. you know, live. John you know, Brooks re- winner. Exactly. And I was able to react accordingly instead of just being like, oh, the highlights, cool. Like, No, I was... Uh, my cool. story with Ghana is actually the opposite. Oh, I'll do okay. this real quick as well. So this was not the last World Cup, but the World Cup before that okay. one. So what is that? Two thousand? What year are we in? 2010. So 2010. Yes, yep. in the round of 16 game, I was on a shoot that day, hmm. um, and the guy at, at lunch, one of the guys jokingly said, "Hey, we've got a big screen. Let's put the U.S. game up." I said, "All right, cool. Let's do it." Yeah, you know. And I said, actually, no, I'm DVR in the game. You know, we're only going to be in here for You're a half DVR hour. DVR six years ago? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> um, and he said, okay, okay. And and he put up ESPN.com, not mm. realizing that that would be the first thing out there. And I saw that the EOS was down 1-0, uh, you know, five minutes in. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I he apologized profusely. <laughs> I get home. My wife played it so cool. She's like, uh, are you going to watch the game? And I said, yeah. She goes, okay, I'm going to go out with the girls. <laughs> me thinking she's going out just to you know just yeah. let me know what she's doing well of course then find, yeah. find out that the U.S. loses in overtime like, son of a god <laughs> well, see, yes. I, not to continue to deviate on this but I, I, do you remember seeing the, the commercial over this last World Cup of the guy that's like trying to get home yes. basically doing the same yes. like throwing his phone out the window just <laughs> right. like, it was like that's basically what I was doing in my drive home my phone rang and I like saw it I was like ah like threw it into the backseat I'm like no it can wait if, I, if somebody like you know is dead or whatever they will somebody will call me again but I'm like, like no I don't want to know I will yes. figure it out yes. people will just give me two hours and I will figure it out and thankfully they won otherwise if they had a loss I'd have been like well that was stupid like why did I do that but it was well worth it yeah. All right, Simon. Yeah. yeah well, uh, thanks for indirectly calling me stupid. I no, that. no, 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 not at all. <laughs> like I just you know, going the extra mile. I feel like at times it was just funny. Um, anyway, well, where, where, where are we at here? We're I think we're back in Major League Soccer. Is what we're talking about. So I wanted to go back real quick and look at what we said last year. If those of you that remember, thirty-five episodes ago. Our very first two up front, the first time we stepped out onto the pitch together, Simon, we offered our predictions for the upcoming Major League Soccer season, predicting who our top six teams would be in each conference, and then, you know, it played out the way it did. So uh, we're going to do the same thing today. We're going to predict our top six teams and go from there accordingly. But uh, do you want to know what we predicted first, or do you want to do what we did, or do you want to do our teams this year? Let's let's see how well or not well we did last year. Okay, so we'll start with the West. Um, with you last year. So starting at six, you had the San Jose Earthquakes at number six, and then you had the Portland Timbers at five, uh, Houston Dynamo four, Sporting Kansas City three, the Galaxy two, and then your favorite team, the Seattle Sounders, at number one. <laughs> right. That's what and you predicted last it, year. It is. And um, let me just say that Portland, I remember saying, I'm, I'm being honest with people, I'm picking them at number five because I don't really think they're going to make the playoffs, mm-hmm. but I can't not choose them exactly right yep i went um, through and listened to the interview la- or the audio last night and you were like because you were you were futzing around with houston you were futzing with san jose you were futzing with vancouver and i asked you i was like why isn't vancouver you're like because i secretly really just want portland to make the playoffs right right and and i had argued that i thought san jose yes they were young but mm-hmm. they had enough of a veteran experience in there to yes. make it Dominic Kinnear was a big arguing was a big right, chip right. for you, and, as well and as they almost did. They almost squeaked yeah. in there, as did Houston. Houston, I think, was my worst pick. I will say that putting them in at number four yes. there, but uh, but 
you know, they also gave a good run for their money about three quarters of the way through the season. Yes, yep, that's 100% true. But I true. completely dropped the ball on the Vancouver <laughs> Whitecaps. Yes. And, and uh, FC and Dallas. And FC Dallas. As if you ever get a chance to go back and listen to our, our first episode, go and listen to the last half of it. Simon explicitly says, I, yeah, I just don't think FC Dallas is that good. I just don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. And FC, how did how did FC Dallas finish in the West last year, Simon? <laughs> first, yeah, they finished first, and will arguably finish very close to that again this season. Uh, so, the, yeah, the West, how it actually ended up was Sporting Kansas City six, LA Galaxy five, Seattle four, Portland three, Vancouver two, FC Dallas one. Not awful, no, no, no not no. not not a bad grouping. And, and let's be honest, the tough thing the tough thing about any league, any soccer league that you're trying to predict is those transfer windows. They can change, yeah. The whole team dramatically. Oh, I completely agree with you on that one. Yeah, it's speaking of what you're going back to our earlier conversation. Um, Chris Blakely on Twitter says it's so hard to not know the scores these days with social media. Uh, he said, "Good choice, Baxter Colburn, on deleting the apps." Yeah, thank you, Chris. It was uh, <laughs> it was it was hard. Like I literally had like I suddenly I had so much space and so much you know storage available on my phone, and I'm like, I just I just I can't do with it. I, I wanted to figure it out and witness it in live time. So that's how Simon's West ended up last year, um, what he predicted. So my East last year, um, I didn't miss too badly. The only team I missed on was the Montreal Impact, which in total honesty, well, I missed the Montreal Impact and I, I, I bet high on Orlando. So those are the two teams that hurt me last year. Right. And and let's be honest, Montreal wouldn't have made it had Drogba not no, come into the No, I don't fray. think, you, yeah, you take out Drogba and you take out their Champions League run, nobody in their right mind would have picked Montreal. I don't think Montreal would have picked themselves to make a top six spot last year, honestly. Right, I agree. So my East last year ended up with the New York Red Bulls at six. Well, that was fun. Toronto FC at five, not too far off. DC United at four. That's where they actually finished up perfectly was four. So do I get a point for that? I don't know. I picked Orlando City to finish three, the Revolution to finish two, and the Columbus Crew to finish one. Now, I, was, I wasn't I was too far off with Columbus. Um, how they actually finished was Toronto at six, the Revs at five, DC at four, Montreal three, Columbus two, and the Red Bulls at one. So I, both of us got four out of f- six teams correct in our predictions, which it's really hard to not do that. I mean, there's 10 teams in each division. It's, I thought it, maybe you'd give us a little more credit, Baxter. I was or, feeling good about this. No, I, 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 no, I think it's... <laughs> I know, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm happy the way things turned out, but at the same time, the way Major League Soccer is, the fact that there is only 10 teams in each conference, it's pretty hard not to at least get... Sure, sure. ...at least three teams, you know? Right, so, I mean, right. the fact that we got four in each, I felt, I felt pretty, good pretty good about it, honestly. pretty good. So... It's better than how L.A did against uh, Santos Laguna last Do you, you want to take a moment to nope. talk about that? I'll no? just t- say LA lost 4-0. Look, I, I said <laughs> in my, I believe last week that none of these MLS teams are going to get out of the quarterfinals. Yeah. That's certainly how it's playing out. Uh, since it's CONCACAF, Champions League, I do cheer for Seattle Chris Blakely, as we talked about over Twitter. Mm. Um, they're, they're really the last hope. I don't see Real Salt Lake... <laughs> What Real Salt Lake does have is a home game, but I just I don't see them getting past Tigres. Um, Seattle me. Seattle yeah. has a possibility of taking down Club America, but Club America has two away goals. Yeah, going and they're going game. to Club America now, right? Or yes, yes, yes so they're yeah, going down no. to Mexico City. Not so. happening, guys. Sorry. Thanks. So uh, that's about all the time I think we uh, DC United one-one draw <laughs> with Querétaro. Sure, great. No, but so DC's that away now, goal gets you. I, I will say I was shocked by the 4-0 scoreline, mm. and I give Bruce Arena a lot of credit. What he said last night after the game was we didn't have any superstars on the field. Mm. They were all there, yeah, but, but they nobody. just didn't, Except for Ashley Cole. Ashley Cole, already living up to what we thought would happen. Well, he, Some, his son was born. 
was, it, yeah, oh, that's, okay. that's why okay. he was gone, is okay. because his right. kid was being Well, the bored. first report I read about it was... <laughs> There's, why is Ashley Cole not down in Mexico? Because his well, son no, is All being right. born. All right, I take it back. I take it back. Who the heck is out there saying, why is he not there? I had a lawyer. Come on. Listen, I, had a, I was going to fight a, 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 a citation in court. Oh, geez. And my, what did you do? I rolled through a stop sign. Oh, my gosh. Um, but I was going to fight it. And then <laughs> my daughter, was my oldest daughter, was born on the day of the court date. So, of course, I, got for, I forgot about the court date. Sure. I go to court. I you know, wrote in, said, could, I please re- yeah. could this please be reopened? And they said, yeah, sure. I go down to court. The first thing the guy says, we understand you missed court because you thought uh, being at the birth of your child was more important than fighting your citation. <laughs> my reply was, yes, sir, and I would do it again every exactly, time. Exactly, yeah. Oh, my God. Gosh. So, yes, I take it back, <laughs> Ashley Cole. I did not see it was because of the birth of his son. So. Yeah. Um, right. Chris Blakely is heckling me on Twitter right now. He uh, he said the Sounders have the best chance to advance. He said a win and they are in or a draw, three of aggregate of three, three or higher. Um, and then he's also telling me not to be a hater because he's asking me how the Desert Diamond Cup trophy is. <laughs> and like I told him on Twitter yesterday, I said, hey, Revolution won the first tournament of the of the year. They did. They won. The, they, they got did. the first trophy of the year. So, so they beat uh, two other MLS clubs. And they then, beat the Houston and then Dynamo, the Arizona United. Yes, they right? beat Houston Dynamo, and I fe- I think they beat Ooh. Montreal or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, well, it took that. <laughs> well, you know, what? it's a trophy. Okay, when's the last does, time the Revs that, won a trophy? Does that make up for those uh, two MLS cups? That yes, hundred percent. I've already got my Desert Diamond Trophy jersey, you know, hung in my trophy case. I feel so good about it. No. You know all what? Right. Whew, we're going all over the place, Baxter. We are. So my top six predictions for this season, Simon, and I'm sure we'll get to yours here in a moment as well. If uh, we have time. If we have time. We've, I mean, we'll get to Rob Stone eventually. He's a nice guy. That's the beauty about pre-recording interviews. Anyway, uh, the one and only trophy for New England. All right, Chris, you know what? I don't need this from you right now. You know what? We'll talk at the end of the season, all right? Don't make me come out, don't make me come out to Seattle. And Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> So I've got number six uh, in the in, in Major League Soccer in the Eastern Conference is the Montreal Impact. I've got them coming in at six. I think that they've got a good roster this coming season, but uh, the addition of Harry Ship is fantastic. Uh, I just don't feel like they're going to be able to continue to ride the wave of what they did last season. They've got some good players. The midfield is probably the best part of their team, but their forwards are old and or not very experienced, and goalkeeping is always an issue for Montreal. I think six is a, a good spot for them, personally. Uh, number five, I've got Toronto. Yeah, I would take issue with that simply because Toronto once again is starting the year on an eight-game road trip. Yes, as they finish, finish up phase two of uh, the BMO renovations. Mm-hmm. So, I, if anything, I see Toronto back at number six. And that's that was the the hard thing I was toying in my head. I was like Toronto five, Montreal five, and I kind of flipped them back and forth and ended up with Toronto five purely because of all the the great defenders they brought in this off season. I think that sure. they took a step. In a they very did. positive they, direction. It, it's nice to see a club that's aspiring to be a super club yes. actually go out and spend smart money for They once. did super club smart things. They mm-hmm. were like, oh, we need some quality defenders. Well, hey, let's go out and get Drew Moore. Hey, let's go out and get Stephen Batishore. Well, perfect. Those are two well-known quality defenders that any team would love to have on their on their squad. And sure enough, that's what they have. So I think, not that those two are the defining factor, but you add those two you know, important clogs to the defense, plus you've got, you know, a guy named Giovinco on your team. You've got Michael Bradley. Josie Altidore seems to be in a much better place mentally and physically this season as well. So I think he could be a force to be reckoned with this season as well. But I don't see them going higher than five. As you mentioned, those first eight games of the season are going to be hard to overcome. 
If they win half of those, I'd be surprised. Right, honestly, I agree with you. Regardless of who they play. Uh, number four, Chris Blakely, is the New England Revolution, uh, just purely because, um, once again, New England didn't do much this offseason. And po- folks will say, and Revs fans might yell at me too, saying, well, we've, we've got, we got Kofi from Vancouver. That's, that's a huge midfielder. Well, yes, that's great. But what else did the Revolution do? Right. Nothing. They didn't do anything else. Their they, midfield is the best part of the they team. Did, they but did their it. usual Baxter, which was basically nothing. Yeah, the New they, England they, Revolution are the Green Bay Packers of Major League Soccer. They love the draft. Love the draft. They're very good at what they do. They've gotten some good players. I'm still a little bitter about them getting rid of Patrick Mullins because how do you get rid of a two-time Herman Trophy winner? Anyway, but they didn't go out. They weren't very active in the transfer market. And this is great that they have this partnership, whatever, with Sporting CP or whoever this mm-hmm. Portugal club is. That's great and all, but they're not doing much with it. They've got right. one guy on loan, which is great. He's a defender. Okay. Well, awesome. But New England as a whole... Great, you know, they're a fun team, but, and I and you're critical of Portland all the time, I'm critical of New England all the time. Sure. New England sure. plays boring soccer. They really do. Yep. They, I, just, I, they really do. I'll be honest with you. When I see New England on the schedule, unless they're playing Portland, yeah. I have no desire to tune into the no, game. No, and that's, and that's the hard part about, and that's why some folks, when I, when I tell them, yeah, I'm a Revolution fan, they're like, really? They're like, why? I'm like, well, and I go back yeah, to Yeah, I give you credit for that too as well, though. Well, thank you. you know, well, I, I appreciate it. Um, so New England's my four team. Three is the Columbus Crew and the Eastern Conference in my top six predictions here for Major League Soccer. Columbus Crew at three. Uh, you can't fault what they're doing this season. You know, last season they were fantastic. They didn't really lose anybody. They just re-signed Kai Kamara. He's now their new second DP on the team. They now have two on the team, Kai Kamara, on the club for at least another two to three seasons. Columbus, they're going to be good. As long as Kai Kamara is on the field, as long as Will Trapp and Steve Clark is between the posts, they're going to be good. They've got a fantastic team. Ethan Finley now getting U.S. Men's National Team minutes. Well, what's not to love about the Columbus crew? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a stacked team. It's a good carryover from last year. Yes. Um, I would arguably have them up in the one or two spot. Yes. No, I'd agree with you on that one. But who do you have at the number two spot? The number two spot is actually who I predicted at number three last year, and I was a little upset that I got burned by them, but they've made some very, very smart off-season transactions. The Orlando City SC, they went out, they've brought in Italian international Antonio Nocarino. He now gets to play uh, alongside Kaká. And you talk about some of the other good guys they've got on the team. They just, no matter what you look at the team, they've got very good defenders. They've got young, exciting offensive products. Uh, You've got Kyle Lahren. It just Everything I like about Orlando, they're my dark horse. They're my, and I, I know two is probably a little bit high. And but the great thing about the Eastern Conference is that you know that could be a one point difference above Columbus or whatever. You no, know, that's a great point that you just made because I was thinking, ooh, Orlando City at number two. I think they'll make the playoffs, but I don't know if they're going to be that high. But yeah, you got to consider it's the Eastern Conference, yeah. which is for a strong, and the West got even stronger this year. Uh, I don't want to say the Eastern Conference got even weaker. Um, can make the case that it got stronger as well, but it's still the East. Exactly, and that was the hard part about going through and doing all of these predictions, and I, as I was looking through, and I, I looked at New York, or the Red Bulls, I looked at NYCFC, and I looked at NYCFC, and I was like, God, they're old. Yeah. They're just, they're just, yeah. they're not exciting, they're old. Sure, they brought in all these players. Wow. But they're old. They're old. They're old. They yep. don't have good players. They don't have exciting, dynamic, game-changing players that are in their prime. You know, sure, David Villa is going to do everything in his power to make the team relevant this season, but it's just not going to happen. And that's why, you know, New York City FC is not going to be in the playoffs this year. I'd be shocked if they were. 
Um, so my number one team is the New York Red Bulls, a team that pretty much lost nobody this offseason. Uh, they bring back all the all the right pieces. As long as Luis Robles is on your team, you're going to be a good team. I yeah, don't care what if you're Chivas USA or if you're the Red Bulls. And Jesse Marsh showed that he knows how to take a team. He does. Uh, whether they're uber-talented, mm-hmm. whether they're that mid-level player, he gets them all to play together. Yeah. Yep, Fasc- exactly. Fascinating job. Absolutely. So, once again, my top six, uh, the Montreal Impact, Toronto FC, the Revolution, the Columbus Crew, Orlando, and the Red Bulls. Uh, we're going to take just a really fast break. When we come back, Simon will give you all of his doodads for the West, and then when we come back after that, Rob Stone will be on the program. So, we'll be right back with more. Doodads. Here on Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. He said doodads. Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. And this is Simon Provan. All right, Simon, I got to offer my top, my top six teams in who I believe will finish in Major League Soccer last segment, and now you get to do the same for the West. So who do you have, sir? All right, Baxter. Well, we won't spend as much time because I uh, really want to hear from Rob Stone. He's yes. far more interesting than I am. <laughs> and considering how horrible I was on some of my picks last year. Hey, you, got so, you went four for six. I'm going to do this the opposite way. I'm going to start at number one. Oh, really? And make my way down to number six okay I, I think people will either be shocked they will want to well, they'll be uh, riding in the streets they want to shoot their radios when they hear who my number six is this year please tell so me starting seattle with, starting with <laughs> starting with number one uh i'm going with vancouver White yeah Caps. well done reason is they have had an outstanding offseason players they've brought in uh, they've got Christian Bolaños, yep. who is a Costa Rican international playing with uh, from Saprissa. The so trade that they made with FC Dallas is is great for both teams. Blas Perez into Vancouver, who they traded Mario yep. or Mario Rosales. How out is that great to. for both teams? I thought we talked about this last week that FC Dallas kind of got the shaft on that one. Well, I, th- I I think Rosales is the type of midfielder that Dallas can use. He's well, great. Yeah, he's but great he's, in he's transition. Older than Blas, isn't he? Oops. Uh, I don't know about that. Oh, I, I don't know, know about that. Yeah, um, what do I know? And and Blas, I don't even know if Blas will even start. That's the thing. He's he's gonna. That's true. Could be a, a super. He's the new Alan Vancouver. Gordon. All right. I promised I wouldn't spend as much time. Sorry. As, as, as the I East. won't talk as much. So, Continue. <laughs> well, speaking of FC Dallas, though, 
that's who I have as my number two. Okay. I, this is still a young team, but they proved last year that they are a young team that knows how to play. Oh, yeah. They play outstanding very, football. Very, very good team. Uh, you've got Gonzalez back in goal, who I think is is the best goalkeeper in the league, frankly. Ooh. With, with how we, I mean, it was only 11 games that he was starting, mm-hmm. but still. He, was, he was amazing in there. He led the league in his goals against average. Um, I'd and, argue against that. Now, FC Dallas is a team, and I'm not, not picking on you, but unlike the Revolution, if I see FC Dallas now on the schedule, yeah. I want to tune in and watch no, them. No, I agree. They play some I quick soccer. I completely agree. Uh, number three is your reigning MLS Cup champion, the Portland Timbers. I also think Portland had a fantastic offseason. They did. Uh, you know, they got rid of uh, Villa Fania yep. to uh, Jorge Santos Lugano. Yeah, I was a picture of him. Destroyed and LA. Who was it? It was a picture of him and was it Gio, I think, in a, in last night? It was like just like from the game that I saw, right, like a headline right. picture that was circulating. Um, they've done well, though, with, with players they've gotten rid of. Not that. They should have gotten rid of them, but somebody like Maximiliano Rudi, great. He's a fan favorite, but he he cost this club too much money. Yeah, he's now at FC Dallas. He is at FC Dallas, which is a great pickup for mm-hmm. for Dallas. Um, I love the fact they got rid of Will Johnson. Folkhive is one of those players that would have been nice to keep him, but this this club is about giving players a great opportunity mm. as well. So they transferred o- over to a club in Europe. But they filled a lot of their holes. Chris Clute from Columbus, yeah. of course, he's got an injury right now, but we'll probably see him um, fill in for Villafania there. I think we'll see Portland play a 4-3-3 like they did last year, though they could switch to a, a 4-5-1 mm-hmm. as well. Um, Caleb Porter was messing around with those formations. Yeah, uh, You know, they got a nice, great sub in uh, Jack McHenry, Jack Mack. And uh, they got some other great players in there, too, that, that really could do a stand-up job. I, I love the move of Ned Grabovoy coming in as now, well. Now, I have to ask you, because I'm sure it'll come up a hundred times for the rest of the season, are you still anti-Caleb Porter? Uh, I'm not as much anti-Caleb Porter. I think once he, once he realized, when he, when he stopped being so stubborn... Mm. With with the positions that he was trying to play these mm-hmm. players in, and when he allowed Darlington Nagby to go in the middle, and saw what he can do in the middle, which was shocking because he coached him at, at Akron, so he should have known that. Um, so no, I'm not as anti Caleb Porter. Okay. Hey, they raised the cup, uh, and that's you know? the thing. Yeah, and that's what I was wondering: how much of a buffer you're going to have on your Caleb Porter haterade this season going yeah, into the well, year? Yeah, well, he's well if if they start the season again with draw after draw after draw after draw, they have to start this year like they ended last year. They have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no reason they can't. True. That's the big thing going into this. this they didn't year. lose I've enough got, that they shouldn't be where they were last year. They, you know, they basically finished the year on an eight-game unbeaten streak. Yeah. All right. So Porter has figured things out. It seems like, and and he's basically got the same players back. I mean, they got such yeah. a great spine. With uh, I already mentioned Nagby, but you've got uh, Diego Chara in there, mm-hmm. Diego Valeri in there, Fernando Adi, Fernando Adi up top. So it it should be um, and. Uh, Saprisa? No, not Saprisa. Dog. Aspria, sorry. Hmm. Aspria will probably be starting this year as well. He's the really fast guy that makes yep. all those fantastic mm-hmm. moves. So it could be quite a Portland Timbers. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up finishing up at one or two, to yes. be honest with you. All right. Uh, number four. Blakely's going to be happy about this one. I'm sure he I got is. the Sounders at number four. Okay. Um, that may, may be a little bit high. Of course, they don't have uh, Obafemi Martins anymore, who's playing over in China. Uh, apparently, though, Seattle got quite a bit of good money. I haven't seen a final God, number, but they, so. they turned a profit on that yeah, Has anybody been able to figure out how much he got made? He made yet? Haven't heard. Chris, yeah. if you're listening, get an intern on that, please. But, of course, they got Jordan Morris now. Good, great signing 
for Seattle. Uh, <laughs> if you like that sort of thing. <laughs> they've got uh, this new player. They Well, not really new, but he was on S2. Mm-hmm. Uh, Olex Anderson looks mm. to be a really good player that Seattle has. Um, moving on, number five. I don't want to spend too much time on that I understand. Team. No, no. Number five, don't I got... Don't give them too I've, much time. I've, people are wondering where the Galaxy is. I got them at number five. La Galaxy. I am not sold on them. Uh, you'll. A lot of people are saying they've got the superstars, but... They're just, old. They're, they're old. You know, Dayong's not as old as the rest of them. The light uh, breaker. Giovanni's actually not old. See, that's the thing. Like, people forget Gio's not that old. No. Gio's just been good his entire career. So do I think L.A could do a, a reversal here and, and charge up to number one, absolutely. But I'm just not sold on them yet. No, I don't think LA will go. I don't think LA will be a top three team this year. All right, so my surprise pick for the year, Baxter. <sighs> San Jose's done a little bit. True. That, that could be them. Yes. Uh, Houston's done a little bit. Yeah, That could be them. I don't see Real Salt Lake finishing in the top six. I They've brought in players. They've got... Uh, 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 Yura Movesinian, if I'm saying that right, from Spartak oh, Moscow. M- Movesinian, Mo- yeah, back in, back in the league, uh, back with Real Salt Lake. But you know they haven't really picked up many impressive players after having to let go of some players. Uh, let's see, Houston also again hasn't done much. I think the team that's going to surprise people that I'm not putting up in my top six is Sporting KC. You're not putting them in your I'm top six? I'm not putting them in my Ooh. top six. So who does that leave? Here's my surprise pick of the year. I lost count. <laughs> I, I, think, I think this team has actually had a better offseason than people are giving them credit for. And we will see their, uh, their ranks improve during the summer transfer window as well when a Mr. Tim Howard will probably come see, over. See, I had an inkling. Okay. I, I have Colorado. How interesting. Finishing at number six this How year. How interesting. Listen, they got Connor Doyle from D.C. United. Decent pickup there. Uh, they've got uh, Shecklin Gashi. We'll see how he is, but he's a transfer over from Brazil. Sure. So, uh, they got Zach McMath in goal until true until uh, Howard gets there. True. And people say, well, you know, one player can't make that much of a difference on a soccer field. I would beg to differ that a goalkeeper can make a huge difference for it's your true. club. And especially when it is a wall. And they've got Marco Papa in their midfield. True. Th- that's a good off season. I don't want to be that guy, but I'm curious to know how good Marco Papa is after he got stabbed a bunch of times by his girlfriend. That's true. I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. But I'm just. I'm genuinely curious. Oh yeah. Absolutely. If you get stabbed a bunch of times by your girlfriend, how good can a player be? Well, f- well, you know, yeah, Charlie we'll Davis out. has turned it around. Yeah, turned I think. Well, around. I mean, a car crash is a little. Well, I mean, no, I don't he know. was. He was near death. That's man. true. I don't know. I don't want to so. be that guy. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. <laughs> so, anyways, that those are my top six: Vancouver, okay. FC Dallas, Portland, Seattle, LA Galaxy, Colorado Rapids. But it'll be a, a very impressive Western Conference this year, which will make the playoffs interesting because. Does that mean the Western teams beat up on themselves so much that they physically cannot win MLS Cup mm, this year? That's what I wonder, and that's the, that's the constant battle every year. Is the West is usually too good, and the East is like just happened to be six guys that ran, wandered into the party. It's like, hey, we're here. Can we? Yeah. Are we relevant? Do you, well, do you got a pick for MLS Cup that you want to throw out there? <sighs> Let me think about it. All right. Let me think about it. I'll do that during my I believe segment. Sounds good. All right. We'll be right back. Rob Stone. Right after this, you're listening to Two Up Front.
Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. This is Simon Provan. All right, Simon, we have a very unique and exciting opportunity here on Two Up Front to get to chat with somebody that knows a thing or two about the soccer world, especially from an American perspective. Who are we able to be joined by now? Oh, we're very, uh, very honored to be joined by Fox Sports uh, sports commentator, analyst, all kinds of things, Mr. Rob Stone. Welcome to the show, Rob. Baxter, Simon, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule, Rob, and I know that uh, right away we kind of want to jump into things with you uh, in terms of some of the things that are happening in Major League Soccer right now. We know that uh, the expansion seems to be the, the word of the year with all the teams that continue to be added to the league, but if you had to give a, a brief summary of kind of the state of Major League Soccer right now, what exactly would you say to us? Um, I think it's in a really good place for, I mean, I think it's been a good place for a while, but I feel that at the moment it's kind of without major issues hanging over it. Um, my good friend Alexi Wallace and I, we carpooled into work together, and you know we both have this deep passion for MLS and want to see it succeed, even though we are very aware of, of the warts that exist with it. And we were talking the other day how, you know, in past off-seasons, there's always been one or two nagging issues out there, whether it was labor or uh, a stadium issue or what's happening, you know, with players and things like that. And this year, this off-season, we're kind of struggling to find something that's really problematic. Uh, you know, you could say, hey, we need, to, we need to resolve this Miami expansion issue. You know, that, that's kind of a luxury problem, if you ask me. Um, you know, we lose Obafemi Martins to China. Well, if they're going to overpay for a guy, this is what you do in the business world. So <laughs> I, I feel like MLS is, is in a is in a really good spot uh, yeah. right now as they enter that 21st year. And um, you know, as you mentioned, expansion is the big the big talking point. And um, I think there's a lot of people out there who are, who are a little worried that maybe they're expanding too quickly. Uh, it's tough to walk away from that cash that's sitting out there if somebody wants to invest in your league uh, and and bring this wonderful sport to to a town near you uh but outside of that i think mls is is maybe as solid as it's really ever been in its brief history yeah i'd agree with that you know i know a lot of people are concerned um thinking back to the original nasl days of of that league over expanding way too quickly um Mm -hmm. at the same time i think one of the things that people don't understand when they compare those two leagues is is how much more solid solid of a foundation that mls has compared to the old NASL. Yeah, that's definitely, I think, one big thing that you hear about. And folks are still kind of a little worried about it. They're like, why do we have so many tiers of American soccer? We don't have promotion relegation, which I know can be a debate for, for many hours. But I feel like, especially with Major League Soccer right now, they seem to have it figured out. Don Garber's done a fantastic job of kind of getting all his ducks in a row. And they're expanding, which is a good thing, but they're not doing it too quickly where you're, like you mentioned, Simon, with the NASL, where it was like, oh, wow, they're going a little too fast. And then it kind of blew up. But the investors seem to be there. The, the the want to have an MLS team is there. We hear about rumors all the time of St. Louis, San Antonio, and all these other cities as well. Louisville, I know, is another one that everybody seems to want an MLS team right now, which is good, and that's how it continues to yeah, grow. Yeah, great, great problem to have, right? I mean, that, that certainly wasn't the case back when, you know, St. Phil was basically uh, propping up the entire league and owning, you know, half of the team, right. uh, essentially. So, yeah, th- this league has come... Uh, a long way in a, in a positive sense. And, um, yeah, you, you know, you guys are, are absolutely correct. The fact that people want to be involved and, and wealthy people and, and movers and shakers in this world, not just domestically but internationally, that they realize what a great opportunity uh, this league presents them. Uh, I, I take that as a, 
as a massive, a massive positive. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that one. Yeah, you know, Rob, it's it's interesting too. Going to back what you were saying about how um, this season, there this off season, there doesn't seem to be much to really hammer on about. And in fact, one of the things that I noticed this off season, as compared to last off season, is the league. I'm a, I'm a Portland Timbers guy myself, and looking just at the Timbers, the amount of transfers that they've made out of the league and actually, you know, making money off of these players versus last year. All the American players coming back yep. and, and teams having to pay transfer fees for that. Um, I'm curious, speaking of that, if you have any insight onto, uh, you know, any transfers that you think may happen down the road. No, I, I really don't right now. You know, I think the next real important wave will be in the summer, you know, when when the leagues in, in Europe and whatnot start wrapping up and guys say, you know, it's time for a new adventure a new endeavor and, and the mls teams kind of get a better sense of where they are but you know you do forget that you know the galaxy made a lot of moves uh this offseason it's kind of unfair for, honestly <laughs> world cup vets that just you know it's, oh, oh by the way here's nigel c hong and, and ashley cole and um you know my, my partner brad friedel was out of the galaxy practice the other day and he said man these guys look good you know and mm. and, and they're motivated to play and to kind of prove their worth again and, and mls and the galaxy got them at a at a real good price uh, as well, but you know, I, I think that the whole transfer concept is kind of cyclical. You know, I think you go through a buy stage and then you go through a sell stage, and then it's time to buy again. Um, and you know, right now this is a good time to sell because the market is really is really high, and people are paying a lot of money. I mean, just look what China is doing right now, and right. Um, if they're going to throw some silly money out your way, uh, you'd be silly to not jump on it. Exactly. And you, you talk about selling a guy like Obafemi Martins, too, for you know as much money as Seattle will receive for him. They can turn that around and find some good mid- to high-level players in Major League Soccer or maybe in some other lower leagues, too, that they can bring in and develop and really showcase you know what those players are doing. Now, you did mention the whole fact that transfer season is a big deal. I, I wonder, is the, the narrative that Major League Soccer is a retirement league, is that is that finally starting to go away a little bit? Because you do hear about some of these younger guys that are internationally you know, acclaimed or starting to come up in their you know, own countries and now wanting to go to Major League Soccer. I feel like we're starting to, to slowly move away from that retirement league status, or are we still kind of stuck there? It, it, I, I wouldn't say we're stuck there, but it, it's certainly still an element. You know, when, when Ashley Cole comes here and he can't even get on, you know, the field for Roma, you know, the, the retirement talk comes up. And, you know, the fact Steven Gerrard says this is my last season, well, you know, this is <laughs> that's retirement talk if you ask me, you know. But you're right. Um, you know, I, I, that's why I thought the Juvinko signing from Italy last year for Toronto was so massive because you have uh, a player in his 20s who can still play at the high level and is playing for a national team that is, you know, a legit national team, not just some <laughs> country that you maybe stumble on late at night watching some game. I mean, we're talking Italy here, right? And this is a young man who said, I can still play for my national team, um, yet I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my club activities here in North America. And I think he's going to be a bit of a groundbreaker. And along, um, you know, along with that. that he's had, there, there's going to be more and more players out there who are going to say, well, wait a second, you know, why can't I live in the United States? Because so many of these players do want to come here. Why can't I live here and play here on the club level and yet still re- represent my nation? Uh, I think you're going to see more and more of that type of talent. And those are exactly exactly the type of guys that you know MLS brass wants in their league right and then you know one of the things too along with that speaking of Giovinco is even the Italian national team coach at the time had said hey you know what pretty soon people are going to be elbowing each other to get into that league with uh with how it's yeah, growing get in, get in now while you while you can right right and make your connections and uh and start selling I mean you know Nigel Young is a young cat 
you know, um, there's a lot of up-and-coming talent still in MLS. I think the, the Jordan Morris story is fantastic, and it's, it's only grown the last couple of days with Martins being transferred out and, you know, a big, a big forward roadblock right in front of him, and the playing time department has been moved out of town. So I, I think that, you know, creates a, a bigger and better opportunity for Jordan Morris to, to see more playing time in his first season uh, as a professional and being paired up with Clint Dempsey. I just love that, you know, the old guard and the new guard. Uh, coming together, uh, I think that's going to be a real interesting storyline uh, through the course of MLS's campaign. Yeah, speaking of Jordan Morris and Clint Dempsey, Rob, uh, of course it's a perfect transition you set up there for us to talk about the U.S. national team. And, you know, there's the team for the first time, I think, in f- ever – won both their January camp games, so we saw some positives out of that. Um, but we can't lie and say since the World Cup has ended that it's been a bit tumultuous with uh, <laughs> with Klinsman at the helm. We could um, use multiple words to describe that, but we don't want to you know, turn this into a bash Klinsman Right, no, segment. no, not at no. all. Not at all. I'm, just, I'm just curious, again, you know, with, with your connections that you have, if there's any insight you have there or, or you know, how you see the U.S. national team progressing these next couple of years with the young guys that were in the January camp. Well, well, there's a ton of young talent out there. I, I feel like you know, last year was kind of a lost year, to be honest. And, and I know U.S. soccer will spin it and say this was uh, a down year. You know, it's after the World Cup cycle. It's kind of trying to uh, clean out the forest a little bit. Some rebuilding of the rebuilding yeah. trees. We need to knock them down so the so the young growth can come up and and, and rise. And I get that and I buy that. But you know, I, I you know I'll, I'll still to my grave say Landon Donovan should have been on that World Cup team. You know, yep. I still feel at this moment Clint Dempsey. Uh, has tremendous value to the U.S. men's national team if he wants it and, and you know, plays at the level that we're accustomed to. But for the first time in, in a while through this January camp, I, I have felt this, this momentum, this offensive momentum, mm-hmm. which is, is even more intriguing to me, where you're saying, wow, we got some guys who are actually fast. I, I feel like it's been a long time since we've had fast American players on the field, guys who can just flat-out beat you. And, and you know what? I'll, I'll sacrifice some skill for speed. You know, uh, I, I feel like maybe that blue collar ethic is coming back a little bit more. I think we got away from it yes. uh, yeah. for a while, and I, I think we're we're becoming a little bit more. I, I hesitate to say, it, but a little more American. Uh, <laughs> you know, with just we're we're going to work hard and we're going to outwork you and we're going to be fast and we may not be pretty, we may not be sexy, but man, we're, we're going to be a pain in the tail to play against. And I feel like we're getting back to that. I feel like the optimism is there. But look, last year was a failure. You know, Gold Cup, we bombed out. That yep. Was, it was a awful. Train wreck uh, of a tournament for the U.S. Copa America is another big opportunity for us to kind of prove where we are on the international stage. But that's that's not going to be easy. Um, well, I personally, and you know, I would like to see some of our young our young kids that we don't get to see too often uh, have an opportunity to to get on the field with an Argentina or, or Brazil or Uruguay or something like that. Yeah, and it's you know one of the things is I feel like. I will say that it's been constant experimentation. Yeah. And that's that's one thing I'd like to see resolved. There's got to be a point at which you say, you know what, these are the guys, these mm-hmm. are the guys we're going with. You can only tinker for so long, honestly, right. before you're like, okay, I ha- you have to know by now at least who you can rely on, at least 15 to 20 guys that you can call into camp consistently and be like, look, I know what you guys can do. I don't need to try to continue to shuffle you guys in and out like a revolving door at a hotel. Yeah, well, you know, I think to a point Jurgen does feel that. I, I think he, he, he does have a big group of – uh, talent that he's very comfortable with, but you know, if given the option to have somebody you're comfortable with that's older, or somebody that you are growing comfortable with who's younger, you're going to take that second one. 
And that second one uh, is the type of guy that he's been looking for and, and pushing for. So, um, look, we don't live in a patient society. I'm not a patient guy with the U.S. National. Right. National. <laughs> I'm sure the day I die. But I get frustrated as well as a lot of other fans do, and I get just as elated and excited about them uh, as you guys do. And uh, I, I like the fact that there's some optimism. I like the fact that Jurgen, I think, maybe has mellowed his tone yes. a little bit yeah. uh, mm-hmm. to, to the media, to the players, to everybody, where he's he's even become a little more, again, such an odd term, but a little more Americanized. You know, I, I hear it in in the words he uses and the way he presents things. You know, we're we're not in Germany. This is this is America, and and he's getting a little bit of a greater understanding of what the American player is. Which is good to hear, yeah. The point is, is, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there who are kind of tired of this German-American experiment. And, you know, there was a time where it's great to find anybody who is an American citizen, no matter where they are and, you know, what degree their level of loyalty to this country is. But uh, I think people are kind of tiring of it. But I'm loving the fact that that guys like um, Brooks and company – who were born in Germany uh, and represent our country, but they love this country. And, yes. you know, they, these are guys who make a pact when they were teenagers that if we got a chance to play for the U.S., this is what we want to do. So uh, I, I think that story has been lost a little bit that, you know, these guys aren't just kind of uh, road warriors who fly in for a couple days, wear the red, white, and blue, and then off they go back to back to Germany. Uh, these, these are more and more, you're seeing more and more of these German-American talents who want to stay in America. They want to come early. They want to leave late. Uh, they want to you know, live their life here. They want a vacation here. So I, I see that as another good thing for the national team. Well, and, and speaking, of, speaking of Germany, we've got a young American over there uh, playing for Borussia Dortmund now, uh, Christian Puselik. Yep. Uh, Out of Pennsylvania. Right. Nice little guy. You know, so it's, talk about somebody who really gives you hope as well. Um, and speaking of, speaking of Borussia and, and, and all that, uh, you guys do a great job over there at Fox with covering Champions League. It's, it's really wonderful work. Um, so we're down to the final 16. I'm, I'm sure you saw the uh, Ronaldo sick goal that he had the other day. I mean, day. it took a deflection, <laughs> but it, no, it was a good goal, honestly, a great cutback. Um, it would you know, be wrong of us to have you on the show and not ask you about uh, basically who you think may, may take the crown this year. Um, well, you know, I, I think the conversation always starts with the two big Spanish clubs. Uh, you could even say the three with Atletico Madrid with what they've done, you know, domestically and internationally uh, in the Champions League the last couple of years. Yeah, I, I think PSG is a bit of a sleeper. I think, uh, you know, the odds, the odds makers have them as, you know, the number four or five team. I, I think they do have uh, the makeup that can, that can make some noise at that level. Uh, outside of that, I'm not sure there's anybody else I'm, I'm willing to put any of my money on. Um, you know, I think it's always a safe bet to go with Barcelona uh, to repeat. You know, the three of them, those three amigos up top, are just mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's an absolute pleasure to watch. And, and I hope people realize what a fortunate day and age we live in to have all of these absolute world class talents, not just world class talents of our time, but of of generations yeah. on the all time list. Of, you know, so that's that's what we're talking about with these with Zlatan and. Neymar and Ronaldo and, and Messi and even Suarez now more and more uh, to see these guys in their prime. Uh, we are really fortunate. We are spoiled soccer fans right now. Yeah, you know, it's. I'm glad you make that point, Rob, because you know I grew up in the 70s and 80s when we had uh, Made in Germany on once a week on PBS. Um, <laughs> yep, so, you and me both. Yeah, like so a random NASL game, right? Maybe. <laughs> so not only are we living in a great time where all this talent is alive, but 
us as Americans actually get to tune in almost every day of the week yeah. to watch these guys play. It's, it's, it's still for me. I sit back and I think about how much the game itself has grown, and I'm, I'm blown away. I'm, I'm living in a time that I always dreamed about. Exactly, and even talking about that, too, from a perspective, I, one of the side jobs that I do is I'm an overnight producer at a radio station, and we always have the TV on. And last night during the, the Sports Center Top 10, there were two or three different soccer highlights that kept getting shown. I mean, I know they were Champions League and Ronaldo and Messi, but you actually see entities like ESPN and Fox as well taking time to take segments out of their you know NFL NBA you know busy schedule saying hey by the way this is what's happening in the world of soccer and it's nice to see that you know these big networks are finally catching on saying hey people actually want to hear about this and want to talk about it so it's nice to see we're not 100% there I don't know if we'll ever compare to what the NFL and NBA and Major League Baseball sure, do but- on a weekly basis but the fact is that it's there and if you want to watch it you can, and there are specific shows on TV and the radio that you can see that. And then on top of it, uh, this is not kissing up, I promise, but you get guys like Rob Stone, Eric is, Winalda, yeah. uh, Alexi Lalas, um, doing such great job covering. Exactly, and that's the thing about it, too, is that you've got those guys that have those, those paths that, have the that knowledge. come in. Yep, yep, exactly. Well, Rob Stone, it has been an absolute pleasure, sir. We appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to chat with us here on 2 Up Front. Uh, any parting thoughts or bits of wisdom or a, a funny story about Alexi Lalas before we let you go? <laughs> I'm going uh, to save that for the bar. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll say Viva Wisconsin. Well, we appreciate it, Rob Stone. Rob Stone of Fox Sports joining us here on 2 Up Front. Rob, we will talk to you again in the future. You got it. See you guys. Have a good day. See you, Thank Rob. you. You too. Rob Stone of Fox Sports Soccer. As we wrap up another segment here on to Upfront, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, Simon and I have got a few things we need to talk about in the soccer world, especially MLS, so you're not going to want to miss it. We'll be back with more on to Upfront, presented by Sports Radio America right after this. Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. And I'm Simon Provan. Remember, if you want to listen to the show, 
You can get us on Fridays from 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time on SportsRadioAmerica.com and on TuneIn. You can also find us on Wednesdays as well here on Spreaker.com from 1 to 2.30 to 15 Central Time as well. However, as soon as I say that, we have a different change in scheduling for next week, Simon. We sure do. We're going to be on next Thursday. Yes. I'm off filming again on Wednesday, so we'll be uh, next Thursday... 11 to 12.30 Central Time. And a uh, very special guest on that show as yes, well. Yes, we have two, actually. We have we two do. special guests. Um, we, I mean, we can tell people about them, I guess, if we'd like to. Um, the first one is the foot golf president of the United States of America. He will be joining us uh, to chat a little bit about foot golf. Uh, Roberto Balestrini will be on about eh, halfway through the show. And then to kick off the show, we have former Revolution, Chicago Fire, and Colorado Rapids player, and I think now Carolina Railhawks player, That's correct. Right. Uh, Wells Thompson will be joining us as well. So that is next Thursday, March 10th. Mark your calendars, 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Central Time. You can get that obviously live on that Thursday, or you can hear it on Sports Radio America as well from 2 to 5 on Friday. All right, well, we, uh, two segments ago, as before we brought in Rob Stone, which was fantastic to get to chat with Rob Stone, by the way. It was amazing. He was, was a great. great, great guy. And I, I mentioned this off the air. I think he owes us a drink because he said you know, those bar stories That's about right. Alexi Lala. So I think he was offering to like get a drink with us. So next time we're in L.A., we're going to have to be like, hey, Rob, got that drink, right? Um, but Let we, me just say, Baxter, it's, it's been so awesome with our relaunch. And one of the big plans we had was more keep the local guests, yeah. more interviews, and get some... Uh, well, higher caliber exactly. folks are people higher up in the soccer yep. world. I think that's a fair way to say it. Exactly, right? yeah, and it's right. not it's not a diss to anybody that's ever right. been on the show. Right. We love all of you, and it's just fantastic that we as we keep growing, more people of you know bigger names want to be on the show, which is fantastic. So a lot of uh, obviously way more exciting interviews uh, coming up as well. So we are excited about that. Um, so make sure to be on the lookout for that. So obviously next Thursday, as we mentioned, 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Thursday, not Wednesday, Thursday, March 10th, Wells Thompson and Roberto Balestrini will both be on to up front. You're not going to want to miss it. Well, Baxter, we are at the point where we're doing our MLS predictions. And uh, whew, we're running short on time because we've been having such a good time. So I think we may just uh, <laughs> not give much talk about just these, but we at least need to give our, Zoom. We will. You're get, right. get our picks out Thank here. Thank you for saying that because <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> All right. Okay, Simon. Well, do you want to start off? Do you want me to go? Yeah, uh, I can I can start us out here. Sounds good. All right, so every team is kicking Woo! off the season we on Sunday. We have an Sunday. even number. We do. Ten games, all 20 teams playing. Right? 20 teams? Is that right? Uh, I think Am it's where we're at now. 20? 20? 24? Yeah, 20. <laughs> no, we're supposed to be have 24 by 2020. <laughs> That's right. Okay. <laughs> all right. It's 10 and 10, and so yeah, math and stuff. I obviously don't have 20. 2020 vision. <laughs> Okay, right. so first game. Red Bulls and Toronto FC. This, for me, is probably one of the easiest picks this week. I'm going yes. with New York Red Bulls. Yep, I got to agree with you on that one as well. Boom. Done. Chicago or NYC FC? Nobody cares. No. <laughs> uh, New York. Good. That's our first one that we're going to disagree bah, on. Bah, I'm picking bah. Chicago. Are playing we, at home in Bridgeview. Are we going to track this now? Let's do it. Are we going to track? Yeah, we will okay. we'll track this season. Okay, I'll go back. And, and by that, I mean you will track this season. You're right. <laughs> yes, when I have time at 3 in the morning on my producer job, be like, oh, yeah, Simon had said we were going to do this, so I can keep track of it. Perfect. All right, so we'll, we'll split it. And we are accepting draws as well this Absolutely. year? Absolutely. Okay. And just as a precursor, anybody listening out there, too, if you have predictions about these games as well, please let us know. You can tell us on social media, on Facebook, by going to 2 Up Front on Facebook, 
or tweeting at uh, two upfront soccer on Twitter or at Baxter Colburn at Simon Provan. Let us know your thoughts. I'll look into a way of having people do this. <coughs> excuse me on our website as well. To yes, see if there's a, some that'd type be of great. Submit your predictions yeah, or something. Yeah, I'm sure right. there's a thing. Or a way for them somewhere. to pick some type of poll I can come up with. Oh. So I'll figure that out. I'm sure. There's a, th- there's a way. Orlando and Real Salt Lake. Orlando, fill the bowl. They're hosting. That's right. And that's who I'm picking as well. I'm that taking is, Orlando City. I'm going to have a really hard time picking RSL any time this season. I agree with Until you. Until I see real production from them, I'm going to have a hard time. You're looking for real production from Real Salt Lake. <laughs> FC that Dallas was salty. or Philadelphia. <laughs> FC Dallas, 100%. Uh, yeah. If, I think this might even be easier than the Red Bulls game. FC Dallas for sure. Really? Yes. Ah, okay. It's Philadelphia playing in Dallas. Truth. Agreed. Houston and New England. I have to pick Houston because New England is terrible in Houston. I don't care if they just beat them in the Desert Diamond Cup. That's fantastic. (laughs) Traditionally, New England, number one, is awful against Houston. Number two is awful in Houston. Number three, when it's an MLS Cup, they're even more bad. (laughs) So, no. Obviously, I want them to win, but I don't think they're going to win. Yeah. Houston. Okay. That's what I thought. San Jose, Colorado. Uh, Simon's going all in in Colorado this season, so I might as well buy you a jersey. <laughs> what? <laughs> you put them in the, yeah, your top six, six, so therefore, you, yeah. that, hey, you've sold out, man. Your soul is sold to the Rapids now. No, 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 no. By the way, I already have a Colorado Rapids shirt, but I used to not have a one. jersey. A buddy of mine went out to uh, visit their stadium, and, and all I got was a T-shirt. <laughs> Super side note, I know we don't have this kind of time, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. How long before we see Colorado get a new name? Oh, ooh. you know. Well, they they did the rebrand they're, with they're, the logo, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just I'm curious because they're we're kind of straying away from these like you know the New York. Red I don't Bulls, think they will. The Chicago yeah, Fire. I don't think they will. You don't think I so? They'll always Rapids. be the Colorado yep. Rapids or yep, Colorado FC or anything. There's a Colorado FC that already exists. So ah, there'll be some legal stuff. Spy them out. Yeah, right. Okay. So who'd you pick in this game? Uh, I'm picking San Jose. Yeah, I got San Jose. Also. It's at home. That's why. True. The uh, the big game that I'm sure everyone's like, super excited about Portland and Columbus. It uh, is rematch. the game of the week. It is without a doubt. It's on ESPN primetime, three thirty Central, four thirty Eastern, depending on where you live in the great U.S. of A. Who you got? Well, you got Portland, who obviously wants to you know make a statement the yes. first game out. Uh, then you got Columbus, who wants some revenge for Hardcore. MLS Cup. Um, by the way, I love the fact that Portland has pretty much officially moved to just having their logo without having their name on it. Mm-hmm. It just goes to show how big that club is, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, the Revs haven't had their name on their logo for years, but I understand what Who? you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> so anyways, Portland Timbers, <laughs> I'm picking the Timbers. Fun fact, the Revs and the Timbers are the only two teams that don't have their name on their logo. Oh, look at that. Oh, RSL, just kidding. Stupid RSL. Ruining the fun. Yeah, I've got Columbus winning this game. Okay, all right. Vancouver, Montreal. This will be a fun game. White Cascadia. caps. White caps. Yeah. White caps. Yep, yep, I agree. Uh, Seattle and Sporting Kansas City. It's an all Cascadia weekend for me. Woo! I'm picking the Sounders. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm curious to know what Sporting Kansas City does. The game's in Seattle, so it's hard to bet against Seattle in Seattle, so mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go for Seattle. Yeah, I just, you know, the reason I didn't, pick Sporting Kansas City in my top six is I just don't know what we're going to see from them mm. this year. That's all. No, no, I, I would agree with you on that one. And that's the big thing about it. It's like, yes, you've got Dom Dwyer. Yes, you've got Benny Fowlhopper. But, you know, you lose Christian Namath, so that's always got to be a little bit concerning as well. So we'll see. Yeah. Sporting could surprise people this year. Last game of the night. It's two teams that have bombed out of the CONCACAF Champions League, LA Galaxy <laughs> against DC United in LA, and I am picking the Galaxy. Yeah, i got to go with you on that one, too. The Galaxy just... I'm hoping that they maybe just have been saving their energy. And I understand Champions League, blah, 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 sure, whatever, sure. insert arguments for Champions League being great, et cetera. 
Got a you know Galaxy, definitely the better team. All right, really, really fast uh, before we get to our I believe, we got to make mention of this: the USA, England, France, and Germany women's national teams are playing in the She Believes Cup that will be featured down in Nashville, Tampa Bay, or Tampa, not Tampa Bay, Tampa, and Boca Raton, Florida. Love the idea. I think it's awesome. It's called the She Believes Cup. It starts uh, tomorrow and runs until March 9th, so March 3rd to the 9th. My two cents about it, I think this is fantastic. I think that more teams, more national teams should do this where they get four out of the five best teams in the world together with all of their great players and play a short little round-robin tournament. Just have fun with it and also get to showcase the best players in the world. And there's Yeah, you know, unfortunately there's just not enough dates in the calendar for the men's side considering True. how many more men's leagues there are. But it would be pretty sweet to every once in a while just see a four. You know, the U.S. used to do it with the U.S. Cup back in the early 90s. Ah, yes. um, and that was, that was great. That was a great start to the yep. U.S. getting on their feet and becoming uh, becoming a country that actually knows the game. Yes. Not saying we're a powerhouse by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> but that we know how to play the game and look at, you know, qualified for World Cups ever since 1990. Agreed. Alright, it is our I Believe segment, probably the fastest I Believe segment in show history. Uh, we didn't do a 50-50 this week, but it's all good. We had much more important things to get you than arguing right. this week, Simon. Um, so are we establishing that our, 50, or our I Believe this week is our prediction for MLS Cup? Sure, are we predicting we the winners yeah, or are we predicting the first this the two teams to go? Let's let's predict let's be big and bold. Let's go for a winner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> who do you th- who are you thinking? Oh, now he throws it on me. I mean, I, I, go, I, I didn't go know that this we're going to do and now he throws it on me. No, okay. I, I, no that's go, fine. No no no, 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 no. I'll go big. Okay. I'm going to go real big. For the first time since 06 07, Portland okay. is going to be repeating as MLS Cup really? champs. Really? Who are they beating? Who are they? Oh, I didn't know. See, you're throwing all kinds Isn't of that Red Bulls. They're beating <laughs> uh, uh, the Union, Philadelphia. I don't no, know. No, I, I picked Red Bulls last year to win it all. True. And they haven't changed much okay. in, a gr- in a very good way. So I'm, I'm picking Red Bulls for the other team. Okay. And for me, I believe that it will be the New York Red Bulls defeating uh, FC Dallas okay. in the final this Fair year. enough pick as well. Red Bulls, FC Dallas. Uh, I like what Columbus is doing. I like, obviously, the New England. I wish they were to do do better, but... Uh, New York just seems to be the best team overall, in my opinion, right now. So, All right, well, thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of Two Up Front. It was a fast-paced, exciting, guest-packed show. Thank you so much to Milwaukee Torrents, Andy Davi, for stopping by and letting us know everything that's going on with the Torrent this upcoming season. April 23rd, opening kick for the NPSL's newest franchise, the Milwaukee Torrent, against Marquette University at Valley Fields here in Milwaukee. Go and check out that game. Buy tickets online, milwaukeetorrent.com. Special thanks to Fox Sports soccer analyst Rob Stone for stopping by and taking some time out of his busy schedule as well. It's fantastic to hear from him. And, of course, Simon, always a pleasure, sir. Thank Likewise, you. Baxter. Thank you. You are very welcome. Thank you to all of you for listening. Remember, Fridays, 2 to 5 p.m. Central or Eastern Time on SportsRadioAmerica.com and on TuneIn and On Demand on Spreaker, iTunes, and iHeartRadio as well. Social social media. We are fa- on Facebook. Wow. What are we, Wow. Woo. Facebook. You can find us. Two up front. Uh, what, what else do we do? Twitter, Twitter. yeah, yeah Twitter at Two Up Front Soccer. He is at Baxter Colburn. I am at Simon Provan. And if you ever want to email the show, Two Up Front Soccer at Gmail dot com and our website, of course, go and check it out. All the interviews, all that great stuff. Two Up Front Soccer dot Wix dot com slash Two Up Front Soccer. He's Simon Provan. I'm Baxter Colburn. With our manager being the one above, we are Two Up Front.
Whether you're having a not moving off the couch while you watch the game kind of day, or a no time between conference calls kind of day, it can still be a delicious Dunkin' kind of day. And with Dunkin' now available on DoorDash, it's easier than ever to get your faves brought right to your door. So if you're looking for coffees, donuts, and breakfast sandwiches in the morning, craving some afternoon snack and bacon, or in need of Dunkin' refreshers for a PM pick-me-up, we've got you covered. Order now and get your faves brought to your door through Grubhub, Uber Eats, and DoorDash. Price and participation may vary. Exclusions apply. America runs on Dunkin'. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Pip, 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 powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.